I started teaching people how to actually leverage their credit to grow their business. And once, if you clean your credit for free and I show you how to go get funding, and then I started helping people and I, I, it blew up because I was helping people, once they get good credit, teaching them what to do with it. Yep. How to go and start different businesses, how to actually properly use credit. Not, oh, I got a credit card, I'm going to debt. Mm -hmm. And no, get a credit card, learn how not to go into debt, learn how to generate cash. Leverage it forward, right? Exactly. My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Another amazing episode coming now. I've got uh, one of my friends and someone I admire, someone doing big things. And as I always talk about, try and get in rooms with people doing really, really big things that challenge you. So we are here with the man, Him500. Welcome, buddy. Good to see you. Man, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you again. So it's rare I get to sit down with someone hosting events. Um, we Just before we sit down, he talks about some of the guest speakers come in. Yep. Uh, the, the, the goal is 14,000 tickets for this event, correct? Yep, 14,000. 14,000. And again, I always teach you guys, be with people there that challenge you, right? Like I'm talking about hosting an event, 500,000 people, and I'm still like going backwards and forwards of when do I set the date? So I'm listening to this and I'm like slapping myself like, Rudy, come on, man, what are you doing? So I appreciate you being here and hopefully uh, giving back to the audience, the listeners, and helping them level up and learn through your story and everything you're doing and you're crushing it. And it's awesome to have you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I most definitely. No, yeah, 500 to 1,000. Like, we do events. The thing is, like, a lot of times, I think a lot of people don't realize that it's mandatory to have in-person interactions. Yeah. It don't matter if it's with 100 people or 100. People like that in-person feel. Right. It should have that vertical. You you need to virtually. It, I tell everybody you should have four different verticals in your business. No matter what you do, you should have some kind of high ticket specialty yep. offer. You should have an in-person event. You should have a digital product and then whatever your service is. So I don't care what it is. If you're a barber, you should still have a high ticket mentorship. You still should have some kind of thing where people who view you online yep. can come and connect with you in person. So and I think it scares a lot of people because they see the big events and they think, oh, man, I need headliners. I need this. Yeah. Like, yo, just just allow people to connect with you and meet you. Well, and I mean, for you and we talked about Grant, too, it's like people see where you're at now, but we all start it somewhere. Right. And, you know, you're about to throw um, one of the biggest events in our industry ever. But how did it all start? Let's go back in time because you didn't wake up one day and throw a 14,000 person event. Right. How did it start? It started with a free event, I tried to do, I wanted to do 500 people's credit for free. Okay. And 14 people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Them. 14 to 14,000, that's Listen, a good story. It was 21 people in the room, seven of them was my family members. Yes. And- How long ago was that? That was 2018, 2018 that's not even, or 19, no, or 17. That's not even long ago. Yeah, 2017, 2018, yeah, it wasn't. It's not like 12 years ago, you know, that's crazy. Nah, it wasn't. And that's that's the thing is that I realized that I didn't blame nobody else. I was like, yo, why didn't nobody show up? Like, yo, because they don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you suck at marketing. Like, because I could have been mad. Like, I want to help the people and I want to do something for free. They don't come. And I realized, I said, no, they didn't come because you suck at marketing. <laughs> you didn't tell anybody. You didn't have, you don't have enough awareness. You haven't had added enough value to make people want to come. So now we're here. So 14 and then 
what 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 happened then? You went away and did an event next year, and then the year after, or I got online, started marketing. Online, start marketing. Yeah, started marketing for marketing, uh, create my community, creating awareness and value, learning to teach people online, and I just started adding value and just showing people what I knew, and the demand started to to grow. So then my next event, I did um, had a few hundred people at it, then it went to a few thousand, and it just kind of created a snowball effect to the point now. Um, this would be my fifth year, and last year we've had guests from Magic Johnson, Floyd Mayweather, to Mike Tyson, some of the biggest podcasts like uh, Drink Champs, uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game, Earn Your Leisure, have all, you know, graced the stages and did major interviews. For you, when you started, did you ever think you'd have an event with 14,000 people? Was it always a big goal to have this massive brand build this massive event, or did it just start out of wanting to make money online and build a business and I was in network marketing uh, a company called YTB at uh, 19 and when I was in the network marketing space I went to an event in St. Louis and I seen them pack out an arena and I told my mom I said I'm gonna pack out an arena <laughs> I don't know how but at that age I had no plan no direction of how I was gonna do it but I was like yo I'm gonna I'm meet a person who walked out on stage and pack an arena out and so now to kind of be working towards that and bring that into fruition is, is crazy. Yeah, I'm excited to come watch and be there and be part of it. And we'll put the links to it all and stuff in the show notes for anyone that wants to come see 14,000 people or close to that in a room or maybe even more than that in a room. Uh, so so how did you actually start? You know, how do you help people? What do you, for those that don't know you, what what got you here today? So I started by actually just educating people on financial literacy. So many people work on their credit. And I used to, I always been the one to like, just help people do their credit for free. Like I never charged, I wanted to charge. Um, I started getting online and just helping people do their credit for free because the real reward is that once you have good credit, the possibilities. Well, how do I turn credit into cash? How do I turn credit into cash flow? How do I generate wealth from just having good credit? It gotta be, my thing was, it has to be more to having good credit than getting an apartment or a car. For sure, yeah. And I'm like, no. It. Then I started seeing a lot of people traveling and I looked and I realized like, those are leisures. Mm-hmm. It's people out here who can leverage credit to not pay for groceries, toiletries, their overhead. Like, as an entrepreneur, like, taking a trip is not top of my priority. Like, eliminating overhead, being able to get my product costs cut down, being able to, you know, replenish ad spend and get rewards for spending ads to grow a business and grow awareness was more important. So. I started teaching people how to actually leverage their credit to grow their business. And once, if you clean your credit for free and I show you how to go get funding, and then I started helping people and I, I, it blew up because I was helping people, once they get good credit, teaching them what to do with it. Yep. How to go and start different businesses, how to actually properly use credit. Not, oh, I got a credit card, I'm going to debt. Mm-hmm. And no, get a credit card, learn how not to go into debt, learn how to generate cash. Leverage it forward, right? Exactly. Learn. So, so, and I know you had that and it started free advice. Now it's a $25 million revenue empire and massive events. So summarize a lot of listeners, you know, they're an entrepreneur like us with those goals and dreams, right? Of, yeah. Hey, I have a passion. I have knowledge. I want to help people. I want to create something awesome. I would love to host an event, an event period, <laughs> maybe one day an event with thousands of people. So summarize that journey, what you've learned and how you build such a massive brand and community. So what I learned along the way is that community is everything. And if I could tell people things is that you have to start with a passion. It can't be around money. 
and I didn't start based off of money. I started based off a of partnership. I only started my program and mentoring. I just wanted to help mentor 10 people to help them get um, $100,000 in lines of credit. If I can help 10 people get $100,000 in lines of credit, we got a million dollars, we can go do something with it. And so I'm like, okay, the reason I say 100000 because I was able to scale up to get over $2 million in lines of credit myself. I said, well, I can teach you how to do a tenth of what I did. I can't yep. make you do what I am willing to do, but if you do a tenth, you can get 100000 10 people, we got a million. We got a decent network to go out, make some new ways, invest in, and build together. The demand started to grow. And then what, what I realized is that out of these 10 people, two of them may be ready to go. The other eight need more mindset. They need more stability. They need more work, and it's going to take longer. So I said, okay, what else do they need? I allow other people to come in and start teaching them ways to start stimulating their income because I realized, okay, now you got good credit, but do you have the income? Yeah. Well, people seen what I had did, and they're like, yo, I want to be in. And I look and go, well, I charge 1000 bucks for 10 people. I said, it was 10000 bucks. That was, that was decent. So I said, okay, I'll do it again. Now to be 20 of us, we yep. really got some momentum. Yeah. Well, when I opened it up, the demand was crazy. So it's like, people like, no, let me in, let me in. I'm like, yo, it's sold out. I said, well, let me see if I do it again. If Tim And I go, it ended up growing. And I'm like, wait, so I created a Facebook group. And then I started bringing other, I, I would take some of the money and I would go pay and buy other people's courses and information instead of having to resell to my people. I would just go buy the things that they need. So I will go out and buy somebody's course. Like, yo, I'll give you 20,000. I'll give mm -hmm. you 10,000 for your course or how much to come and teach. So they don't got to come pay you. And the community I realized is that I didn't want them going spending money everywhere. People buy one course, you buy one, yeah. you got to go buy somebody else's or you into somebody's community. They bring a whole bunch of people to sell you another community. And I said, listen, if I put everything here that, that we need, we can just build. The community started growing, but my aspect and my morals didn't. It was always, once you join here, I don't want you to have the money where else. Anything you need, I'll go pay and have the resource delivered here. So now we got, you know, over 20, 30 different curriculums, live coaching calls, live teachings, 27 chapters around the United States, 20,000 members. And so just being able to build that, it started from, I tell people, if you get into this space, give it what you need. You're not selling your 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 information. You're selling your your story and everything that you need. So, whatever you went through, supplement that. What would have made it easier for yeah. you? Supplement those shortcuts and just always add that in. So, our communities, like the chapters and things, is just to build camaraderie. It was lonely doing this so, when I started by myself. It was boring. It was stressful. And I wish I had somebody I could ask questions to that was going through it like me in my city. So that's. I'll all give you the blueprint, right? That's what we do with the business side is I always say I failed for four years trying to figure out ads, landing pages, websites, funnels. Now I've got the experience I can launch one in a day and sometimes they will go and make a million dollars over time. Yeah. And it's just because you don't have the blueprint, right? So giving people the blueprint to business and finances and success is very powerful, empowering tool if you know what to do, right? And people actually go and do it. And it's funny you said, out of 10 people, two will go and just do it. Eight need mindset. And we found that like we, so we have a, you know, a marketing mastermind and we actually have a full-time mindset coach. And it's like, I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd ever hire a mindset coach. You know, back when I was 10 years ago, mindset coaches were like 
for elite sports or the Navy SEAL, you know, like yeah. you never thought you'd hire a mindset coach for a marketing program. And how it, it's probably one of the most loved yeah. coaches you have. Yeah. And the best investment I've made for my program, because, you know, my my marketing coaches, which still have good mindset coaching, they understand it, but now they can just send someone over and it's kind of like you send someone to a mechanic, they fix the car and come back. And it's like, okay, now we can actually work on the ads because you understand how you you had a problem with money from when you were nine years old with your mom that stopped you growing your business, right? Yeah. That's why I say when people build stuff, if you're looking to build and get into that space is you get to learn from other people's experiences, but you also learn from yours. Yeah. I know what it was like to be like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build something. I'm by myself. And when I don't have anybody to talk to, it's like, yo, your dreams are too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that doesn't make sense. And it's like, yeah. You like, well, who do I talk to? Yeah. Especially in my own city. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and that's where it goes like, yo, we have to if you look at creating something for people, just make sure you have the user in mind. Like you said, with the mindset. You don't get something because of something that happened to you around money when you were nine years old. Uh, yeah. And we have to take that off, fix it, and then put you back on the right track. You never thought that this would be an obstacle. Now, look, you just told me something, and I'm sitting here going, I need that for my staff members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he actually, the mindset guy, 6 till 8 on a Wednesday is a 30-minute drop-ins for staff, too. He added that, and I didn't ask him, but it's great because, yeah, half the time the staff have mindset, right, about how much they can do taking on new projects. You know, oh, Rudy's asking me to do more but not paying me more, and He's like, well, why do you think Rudy's trying to do that? Because he wants you to grow and, and become a leader or change roles or get promoted. But in life, you have to prove yourself first. It's not a given, right? So it's just yep. little tweaks along the way. And, and I think some of us, like me and you, maybe we got here because we somehow in some way, shape or form, we had the mindset or it was easier for us to obtain. I came from a, an elite sport background, so I assume I got mine from my parents. Yeah. But how did you get your mindset for this level of success? And I mean, look, filling a room with 10,000 plus people is no joke. Very few people on the planet ever do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I honestly, I, I contributed just the the confidence to, to do things. And I tell people is that the small decisions kind of put me here. I remember I was 16 years old and at 16, I went to, I was out looking for a job with my friends. The first step was I knew to dress appropriately. They wore clothes like they wore to school. And I'm like, I'm not going with you guys. Let's go find jobs. But you go, you go, you, those three of us. Everybody go separate. They went together. Walk with some resumes and just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They went to places like Pizza Park, Burger King, Wendy's. And I went and I said, I'm going to go to all the business offices. That's literally across the street. So you go here, but right there, extra mile, half a mile, quarter of a mile, there's a bunch of buildings. I just went through those buildings to see what businesses were there. I found a sales agency, uh, telemarketing. They gave me a shot. Instead of making $7 an hour, I made 16 Plus then I would get commissions. Yeah. That gave me the, the confidence to speak. Yeah, selling is like such a cool skill at that age. It's crazy, right? 18, I went and got my real estate license because of the confidence yeah. I had. The real estate broker there is the one who taught me about credit. I didn't pick up the credit tools and really start utilizing it until I was 25, 26. 
but I attribute it to that decision at 16 yeah. to keep going. And it just gave me that confidence and in and, and my decision-making when I look back and go, oh man, I get tools put in my belt. I don't know where, where they come from or what I'm gonna use them for, but I just wanna put the tools in my belt. And so now when people look and go, yo, how do you how do you do it? It's just like, I started, I did an event with 14 people. I don't know, I was inviting people, 14 people came. I just start. Yeah. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Before we go into the rest of this episode, I'm gonna interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor. I hope you're getting a ton of value, a ton of knowledge. I hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests, and I want one thing in return. What I would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review. The reviews and the subscription grows the podcast. It allows me to bring you even better guests. It allows me to invest even more time and money into this podcast to bring you the latest and greatest, the best entrepreneurs from around the world that are crushing life, crushing their business, and giving you all the tools, the mindset hacks, the knowledge, and the environment you need to be successful. So do me a favor, if you've got any amount of value from today's episode so far, or any previous episode, or any of the content I've done, it would mean the world to me if you hit a five-star review, give us your feedback on the show, the episodes, and subscribe and download. Plus, if you do that and send me a screenshot on Instagram at Rudy Moore Life, I will send you a bunch of my free training, marketing courses, sales courses worth $499. Yes, $500 worth of courses for a simple 30-second review. It would mean the world to me. Send me that screenshot. I would love for you to leave that review, and I would appreciate it very, very much so we can keep growing this show and make it awesome. So let's get back into the episode. I appreciate you guys, and let's dive back in. I tell people... I use it in my mastermind a lot. I'm like, the problem with most people is they want to see this grand plan. And I'm like, every other good entrepreneur is like, we just know we're like, I teach like this bridge analogy on a boardwalk, right? Or going across water or a bridge. And all on as successful entrepreneurs know is like, we're stepping and then this plank appears as we step. And then this next plank appears, but there's a, there's a fall, like there's a big drop or the ocean here. Yeah. And we just believe this plank of wood will appear that it'll take that next step. And successful entrepreneurs just, they, they, they know, they know the next step and they believe it's going to show up and guide you. And I've learned in business. It's like, I never thought I'd be sitting here now doing this. You never probably thought you'd be sitting here now doing this. We just nope. believed and got to work. Right. Yep. And that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Like even being around people is that I tell people now is that the information is one thing, relationships are another. Yes. And a lot of times it's, you, you have to harvest and, and, and be mindful of the relationships that you build. Anytime you're in the room, anytime you get to be around people, you, we now, people don't realize, I tell people, anything you want on this world will find you. Case in point, you. Um, if somebody Google, I want to get magazine placement, PR, press, um, you're going to find them. Mm-hmm. I said, you can Google it. I said, I tell people, I say, yo, listen, if anything you need in this world, Google it, hashtag search it on Instagram, hashtag search it on Twitter and Facebook, search it two, three times. Things will start popping up, like, and save it. The best people who do it or the best people at marketing it and have the the resources will find you. Yeah, yeah. They'll be there the next day, the next hour. You're going to get ads that's going to find you. And I tell people, you don't have a reason to not have the resources that you know what you're good at, whatever you're weak at, go study and search it. They'll find you. Yeah. This is what is just things that attribute to people's success in, in today's society. Like we don't have an excuse of why we can't do things like everything is here. And 
just go figure it out. Go find it. Yeah, I mean, 10, like when I started online 10, 12 years ago, we didn't have what we have today, right? And I mean, it's a it's such a privilege and an advantage, but you also, it's kind of that curse of there's almost too much too where you have to know the right people to follow, right? And you have to follow the people with a track record and a lot of results and success. And I mean, you've got an amazing big community, I do, and we're friends with all the same people that kind of make it to the top, right? And they've yeah. built these sustainable long-term businesses that help um and that's the beauty of us hanging out in these masterminds is meeting each other and helping each other yeah 100 percent. you know like and that's one of the things i tell people is that i get into groups it's not even all the time for the group sometimes it's just for the members yeah i tell people you join my community it's twenty thousand people you don't got to join for me yeah you could join for the betterment of your business just to make your business better because there's a sea of people here who are connected and you get a warm introduction. We have some kind of commonality. People don't realize that you don't always have to join somebody's group or community for what they offer you. It could be what you can offer. I sound, I shouldn't even be telling people that, but what you can extract from communities. I tell people, if you want to, if you need a Facebook person to help you with, I mean, uh, ClickFunnels, go join ClickFunnels Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's easy, but a lot of times when we look at it is is we think, what do I want? What what do I need? And you think I need to go find my need. I tell people all the time, listen, go find ways that you can service and where you can be of service and just look at things, change the perspective on how you approach it. And now my network has grown so much because I start I, I didn't go and just only look for things that I can help. Like what relationships do I need? Yeah. And now I started building relationships, getting in the mastermind, not going into the mastermind saying, Oh, I need to sit here and learn. I'm like, no, who's in here that's that can afford to be in this room? And what do they do? And what's their strong points? Cool. Nice to meet you. Yep. Good to know you. I got a relationship here. Yeah. And I mean, the more successful you get, the more that commonality shared of like when you first start out, you're almost a little desperate, right? It's like when you're single in a nightclub and you're like, I really need to find someone tonight to, to date, right? You're like, yeah. you're never successful. Whereas soon as you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend it's like now you got people coming up to you and it's it's kind of like that in the mastermind rooms that we're in we we go with zero intention because we've most of us at least because we've hit a level of success where we're good yeah. from an ego standpoint confidence financial but we get the best relationships out of it because um, we're all neutral so if you're listening to this i think that's super important like hey don't I mean, when you're when you're starting out and you're maybe not in the best place or you're struggling to figure it out, you get very desperate and like that actually hurts you. Versus, you know, there's there's a level of hunger you need and and direction and drive, hundred percent and focus. But don't let it cross over to where it's desperation and and now you're scrambling because the world has a way of of rewarding you if you're good and you give back and care, like you said. Right. You can feel it. You can feel it coming off a person. Yeah. We met, I, I think we met jumping off a boat. Like Probably. we ended up jumping off <laughs> yeah. boats in Miami. We we ended up all together on a boat and everybody's like jumping over and jumping off a boat being like, oh, hey, I need to, to meet this guy. It was, we're in a room. People are here. Everybody doesn't know each other. It's okay. I've probably seen you online before. Yeah. Nice to meet you. We see each other two or three times. And it's like, okay, I keep seeing you. We get more familiar. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just genuinely, things happen and build genuinely. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's just, I think the thing I want to really finish on is the mindset, the operations, the pulling it together of filling a room with 5,000 and now soon to be 
14,000 people. And not because I think, I don't think every listener wants to fill 14,000 people, but I, being in this space for 10 years, have hosted events, helped a lot of people fill events. And if you're listening and you've never tried to fill an event, fill in an event with 5,000 people. In this industry, only a few people in the world have done it. And in the whole entire world, not many people have hosted events with 10,000 more people. So I think just that in itself is awesome. And like, you know, congrats to you. And appreciate you it. probably are so in the weeds, you don't even realize how awesome it is. You're just focused on selling tickets. <laughs> you know? it is. But it is, right? From 14 people or when you were sat with your mom or standing with your mom saying, I'm going to fill an arena one day. Yeah. What's the journey to get there? The mindset, you know, the operational side. Uh, and like, you know, you're dropping a few million in advance to fill these events and taking the risk. How do you work through that in your head? That's strategy. So the mindset part first is I look at the value and why would people want to come? Like, what is it that's going to get people in this room? So for me, I always take a creative approach. I took a creative approach by understanding my demographic, understanding that my community likes sports and entertainment. I look at the biggest entertainers and the biggest um, media side of my my uh, demographic and like Earn Your Leisure is when it comes to finances, they have the biggest media company mm-hmm. and as far as podcasting, continuous education. So my first event, I had them come out and I had them do an interview with uh, Rick Ross. So this is education and entertainment. Yeah, yeah. We bridge it together. You have to figure out where your audience sits, what's their, what's their requires, what's their vices outside of just education. Okay, he teaches me about credit and I would love to go. But what vice do I have that itch that I just, I, I want to be there? That started to become my mindset is that nobody, people get tired of just going to learn. I want to be entertained. I want it to be interactive. How do we make this unique? And so my whole goal now, when I bring drink champs and I bring Mike Tyson, you bring the magic, it's not just, hey, let me bring this one person to speak and and drill you and have a boring event about, hey, you need to do this and your mindset should be right and you should have, you know, just work hard. Like, no, let's bring some entertainment and because, and then people watch podcasts are the new biggest things. So my mindset was the biggest things, the biggest draws, use those. So I'll get a podcast to come. Most of the time, the podcast come for cheap if I got a big guest. Yeah. Then it expands out because the reach. So now everybody's like, yo, I'm, I, I seen these episodes live. I don't, I don't want to miss another one. I want to be there. So all of those things kind of help with my assets to bring more people in. Mindset-wise is looking at where is my audience? Like, what would make them come? I know they watch me, but what is the extra whipped cream on top what's the extra sauce that i can put to where they get more for their time because it's not just about buying a ticket to event you got to travel you got to get a hotel so it has to be worth their time not just education it has to be experience it has to be you know value given networking what all do they leave with so their thousand fifteen hundred dollars ten ten x's so that's always been my mindset it's like yo give more than what it costs and you've got i mean we can't say it right now filming this but some crazy headliners and yeah i'm excited and i'm excited for you to uh, announce all of that so what about the side of was there ever an old shit moment i've got to sell five thousand tickets for the last event i do private events yeah so i this is my first time ever doing a public event where people so what about now then is there an old shit moment yeah yeah because i'm i'm going through ticket master 
right? And they told me when I went and did the walkthrough, they said, you can have the sweets. And they said, I said, okay, well, 30, 40 sweets, 30 something sweets here. I said, I can sell those five, 10,000. I said, do those gotta go to Ticketmaster? It was like, no, I think that'll be private. I said, so I can sell those. <laughs> that'll give me capital, okay? Yep. So I just started structuring. And then they go, nope, you can't sell those. And so learning the arena space now is like, with, and it's New York. New York, more people. More people, New York, not being able to directly reinvest ticket sale money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these, that was my oh shit moment. And I go, this is the next level. But it's forcing, we spoke offline, it's forcing you to go out and figure out other solutions. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, if you're good, is the next year, if you now take back over ticket sales and you've got all this new stuff you'd probably never have done if you were getting the ticket sales, right? So it's like you take your failures or problems or adversity, turn it into greatness, and voila, now you combine the two and you're even stronger. Exactly. So, so yeah. That's, that's my biggest moment where I'm looking at and I'm going, okay, wait a minute, you got a, um, a great learning lesson here. Like you're learning a lot. Yeah. This is a curve. And so I'm like, I'm excited. Like it puts- Well, and just for right. people listening, if you didn't catch it, so every event normally when we sell tickets, you're funding your ad spend and all your promotions and you're paying for the lighting, the AV, which costs hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're getting ticket sales coming in to fund it. And just what he's saying, if you didn't catch it, is you don't get the money till after. When did you get it? After? You get it a week after. The week after. And it's not just like 200 tickets at $200. It's 14,000 tickets. 14,000 tickets. So, so you'll get a nice wire one day, but you don't have that capital now. You don't get the working capital. Like yeah. you don't get to reinvest money. So it, it comes all on your muscle. Yeah. And you better sell tickets because you invested. There's nothing you could do. You better sell. Yeah. And so that's the part where it goes, okay, so now I have to creatively reach out and, and structure and do it right. And that's the power. That's the power of networking you know, and, and being in the right rooms because conversations like we just had offline was quick. It took five to 10 minutes and you planted a seed that automatically I'm texting my team, get me on these calls within the next week. I'll, I'll be on the call with at least 10 different people. Yeah. Based off of what you and just Let said. me know what happens because I mean, you can do a, a yeah. good number from that idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that'll be big for you too because the connect, it's not just the, I won't spoil what it is, but not even the connections there. But then what happens after those relationships, if they do well at the event too, yeah. right? How it grows. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. So for anyone that wants to, you know, we're wrapping up today. I think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of lessons around that mindset, taking challenges, moving forward, what success looks like, building communities, learning how to reverse engineer success for your customers and not for you, right? And not take, 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 but actually reverse engineer it. How do people find you? What are you up to these days? I know you've got a lot of moving parts. How can people keep so, following you? Uh, to connect with me, uh, Instagram, all social media is him500, H-I-M 500. And just, you know, really indulge in everything that I do. I teach a lot on there. We also have the university is EYLUniversity.com, um, which is an easy way to get connected in 97 bucks a yep. month. Uh, and it's just 30 plus curriculums plus more. Um, but that's the easiest way to connect with me, to, to learn and just get indulged in exactly what I do and see what we've built, see how it works, how it operates. And and how does the university compare to a $100,000 student debt? You think there's a better ROI there than... <laughs> uh, 100%. And, and the reason I say it is that I always get in trouble for that uh, because the ROI on peer-to-peer -peer education is different. When it comes to generating money in today's society, peer-to-peer, -peer, learning from somebody directly and implementing it directly 
is is much easier, much quicker. Um, you have an idea of what it is that you want to do, but those pieces that's missing, you like, I want to go open up a Shopify store today. Yep. I want to go, I want to be able to make an extra $2,000 today or in the next 30 days, you know, I can invest 97 bucks a month, go get access to the curriculum to learn Shopify, drop shipping, um, get my credit together, get funding. I can learn all of these things and actually implement it immediately. It's not, yep. I got to learn and wait. It's not prolonged success. That's how humans learn too. That's the crazy thing is like, I always worked through college because then I was applying the skills that I learned, right? That's yeah. how we learn. But that's a conversation for another day, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about the event, right? People listening, they want to come support you. Uh, give them the dates and details. Just July 9th, Madison Square Garden. July 9th will be in Madison Square Garden. We can get one of the 40, uh, the booths to, you know, we it won't, for, my, for my, let's see, we'll, we'll put something together where we bring you, we bring it in, yeah. you know, we have a, a, a red section. Yeah. Let's do a red booth. There yeah. we go. I'm, I'm excited to be there and see you work through this and grow and how amazing this event's going to be and anything I can do to help, uh, let me know and. Thanks for coming in today, buddy. And it's amazing to just see what you're doing. And you inspire me on the event side for sure. Like I've always played too small in events because I'm always the ad guy and online guy. It's hard to get out your comfort zone. So this is an uh, inspiration for me to get another big event going for myself. So I'm you. I'm the blue guy, and you yeah. you know you got me to wear red when I when you come in office. You have to wear red. So you know respectfully, I came in and yeah. you'll see I'm the blue guy online. He's the red guy. I came in the master room and. No, I appreciate you having me because, you know, the exposure and everything, just seeing the, the movement and what you got, what yeah. you built. All right, bro. Take care. Until next time, guys, keep living the red life. Check him out. Attend the event. I'll be there. New York coming up, and I will uh, see you guys on the next show.